Welcome to Fintech Chat and News, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech Executive Search. Follow us on your favorite podcast player or Fintech Chatter TV on YouTube. I'm Dexter Cousins, and it has been a massive week for the Aussie fintech industry. Intersect 2022 was bigger and better than ever. Two days of conversations, insights, friendships being formed, and connections being made. There were lots of reunions, laughs, hugs, and of course, the legendary parties. Out of the hundreds of conversations that I had over the two days, I managed to record a few to share with you. I speak to fintech legends, as well as founders from the next wave of fintech startups, and also chat with some of the unsung heroes behind the scenes. Here's a chat with Gus Caroga from Mabiquity. Mabiquity do really cool stuff like building Sharia compliant banks. This was Gus's first time coming to Intersect, and I was super keen to get his thoughts on the event. Gus, awesome to have you making your fintech chatter debut. Yes, I. Uh, this is my first time around and very, very exciting indeed. I think I'll be back for sure. Awesome. Now, um, we're here at Intersect, um, but before we talk about the event, do you want to tell us a little bit about Mabiquity and what you do? Yes. So Mabiquity is a professional services company. We help fintechs accelerate their product build. And we help them play in an ecosystem so that they can actually put together a solution for their customers. So Intersect must have been the perfect event for you to come along to. Absolutely. It's, you know, getting everybody in one room at the one time, it just doesn't happen very often. This is why I say we're definitely going to be back here. So and seeing what's new and who's doing creative things and who's actually making a difference to the customers that we serve. Very, very good forum indeed. Awesome. Now, um, you kind of, you go to some networking events or events like this, there's a lot of stalls everywhere. People are dishing up business cards sign up for a demo. Um, yes. how, how have you found the format? Because it seems like you know most of what's happening is outside of the, the forums and outside of those discussions and, and in the hallways where everybody's congregating. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really good format. Um, most of us want to listen and learn from the industry. So there's been some really good sessions and there's a little bit for everything from crypto to treasury to services and payments. So all the things that we're interested in. But then we're also able to either at our own time or in the scheduled times, just head out to the very narrow coffee area, which sort of forces everybody to mix yeah. and chat. Um, so it works. I think the only thing they need to do is maybe maybe put the lanyards on our face so people aren't always sort of looking down at you. It's, it's kind of weird and concerning. <laughs> now, um, you talked about some of the sessions there. Which, is, which was the one that stood out for you? Um, look, for me, there was a session with uh, Till Payments in which they talked about partnerships. That stood out for me because there's a lot of tech in the world, but... It doesn't work by itself. You need to bring in people to help you build it. And you're almost always not working with one tech, but with multiple techs. So this idea of how you partner, what are the pitfalls, what are the approaches, you know, why you should partner, I think that was just a really compelling message. And I think uh, Shadi Haddad from Till Payments really nailed on the head, you know, this understanding of 
true partnership is about understanding where your boundaries lie and working to that. Mm. So that was a really compelling and interesting presentation. No, I'm ubiquity. Um, I've kind of you know landed in in Australia and really got some traction very quickly. So you just launched you know a year ago. Mm-hmm. You worked with some really great clients. Can you tell us a little bit about you know some of the clients and the partners that you work with? Yeah, sure. So um, we've looked at the whole landscape and we've you know put our grain of sand in a couple of different clients where we think they've got a very compelling proposition and they're relevant to the market. So um, the likes of um, FPAS or Australian Payments Plus, um, Tool Payments, we work with Stripe, we work with Shape um, in the transactional um, area. Um, We work with a number of banks, probably some that I'm not allowed to mention for NDA reasons. Um, So, you know, we're spread across a number of different clients but the consistent theme is financial services embedded payments and you know we're very happily playing Mm. in that space because we think that's where the bulk of innovation is happening yeah what are some of the ideas that you've taken away from this last two days that you think you know you could see implementing in your your own business or or helping clients with so um there's there's always there's still a lot of discussion from clients on this build versus buy discussion. And I've been really uh, shocked by how many very focused fintech propositions they are that exist in the market around one single theme, which is accelerating time to value. So from origination of loans, uh, payment workflows, uh, customer onboarding, uh, end-to-end journeys, there seems to be really good fintechs doing each one of those things well. And they're all building it on modern techs, which makes it easier for them to communicate in a connected ecosystem. So for me, the big takeaway has been, you know, that need to continue to look to the market to see which propositions are maturing and to be able to advise clients on where they actually should build and where they shouldn't and just leverage what's already out there. I mean, these are some really smart people that come from industry that have worked in the trenches, that have seen the problems and then have come and solved it through yeah. through common tech in the industry. So that's been the big takeout. There's more out there than I actually realized yeah. is available to solve customer problems. And on that point, you know, are there any companies that you've met with that you weren't aware of or you kind of might have known in the background that you've, you've left yeah. feeling really impressed by? Yeah, so um, um, one is, uh, cash, or I don't know if it's called yep. cash, cash or cash, yeah, cash, yeah, cash, yeah, yeah. Caleb Gibbons, yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, this wealth management as a service and really enabling and orchestrating that to happen at speed uh, solves a massive problem in the market for, for, I think, an area of the market that's been a little bit slow to take up because it's been so personal uh, management focus yeah. as yep. opposed to technology focus. I thought that was good. Um, I was aware of Zepto, but I wasn't aware of how developed their proposition is and the types of problems they're solving and this idea of being able to aggregate pay IDs and you know massively onboard customers and using that that as a, as a way of accelerating type to value for enterprise customers was really exciting and compelling. Um, so, yeah, they're two that really stand out for me as one is quite well known and one I never heard of, but both of them are really compelling and yeah. I think serving an important market. No, we're in a, yeah, still a talent short market. Um, 
I guess one of the kind of key benefits of Mubiquity is that, you know, not only do you help build the products, but you've got the people there yeah. and the skills and the, you know, the kind of talent there to build products. If um, we've got you know, founders out there listening or other people out there listening, typically, who do you see as being your ideal clients and, and what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah. So for me, the ideal client is, first of all, one that understands that true competition is around differentiated customer experience. That's number one. If you're focused on the tech, you're focused on the wrong thing. You need to be focused on differentiated customer experience. So that's what I look for first. Secondly, is a client that truly understands that their IP is not in having a large engineering team but in just driving and continuously iterating that product offering and therefore the customer experience. When I hear those two things, we're all about customer, we're all about experience, and that's where I pick my IP is, then that's the right customer for us. Mm. Awesome. And what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Really simple. They uh, go to mobiquity.com, look me up, look me up on LinkedIn, Gus Kiroga, Q-U-I-R-O-G-A. I I know that's hard (laughs) to pronounce, which is why I spell it out. But um, And maybe that's the best way. Look me up on LinkedIn, connect up with me, and I'll certainly uh, respond very quickly. Great. Well, Gus, it's been great to spend time with you at this event. And, uh, yeah, like you, looking forward to next year already. I am, Bob. Where where do we get the tickets? Where do we sign up? (laughs) Awesome. Well, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in today. And if you're new to the show, hit follow and please leave us a review. It really helps us promote the Australian ecosystem to a global audience. If you're coming back, thanks so much for your support. It really does mean a lot. Fintech Chatter is presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in fintech executive search. We'll help you build a world-class fintech venture by connecting you to world-class talent. And you can find out more at tier1people.com.